I was one of those fortunate few being to be in Ellis Park um, when Joel Stransky famously kicked that drop kick over. Nelson Dela walked on that number six in New York jersey and I said, I want to do this. Having never done it before, I want to do this. I want to be a part of something that unites the nation, something that is inspirational, something that gives hope and something that tangibly impacts people's lives in a way that nothing else does. And that moment for me was the defining point because it made me realize I want to play rugby. You're listening to the Match Kit Cast with me, Ben Karpinski, bringing you closer to the athletes on the matchkit.co platform. Brian Abana, essentially the epitome of rugby excellence. I, um, I have you here in front of me today, but I've also got a whole long list to back up my, my opening statement there. <laughs> 124 test caps, 67 test tries, Rugby World Cup winner, British and Irish Lions Series winner, and then we've got the other sort of more domestic titles, uh, two-time Super Rugby titles. Sharks fans will definitely remember (laughs) one of those at least. Uh, The European Rugby champs, uh, two of those. Curry Cup champs, two of those. Those were two different teams, right? Those were two different teams, Bulls and... Western Province. Okay, um, so you were all over SA, and then <laughs> not um, quite all over. Well, I was winning trophies in Durban, but okay. Well, I mean, like North and South. <laughs> you were three times SA Rugby Player of the Year and one time World Rugby Player of the Year. Pretty much done everything. Yeah, I haven't won the English Premiership. It's probably because I didn't play in it. Um, well, that's a fair excuse and <laughs> nothing else. But Brian, where did this all start from, though? Yeah, Ben, I think, first of all, great to be on the on the matchkit.co podcast. I think it's an exciting platform where, you know, as athletes, we get to contribute and chat about all things sport. I think for me, where did it start? Uh, probably the defining moment was definitely 95. You know, I was a 12-year-old boy that didn't really have any inclination or passion about the game of rugby. You know, got taken out of school for the first time ever. I drove with my dad from Joburg to Cape Town um, and started experiencing the real power that sport has to inspire, to give back and to unite. And so on that journey, went to Ellis Park where we saw Chester Williams score his four tries against Samoa, Mm -hmm. jumped in the car the next weekend to go to Durban that the French still believe a test match they should have won or they did win. Um, Well, it was was a heavy (laughs) rainy day that day. Heavy rainy day. So no one really remembers. The try line was was washed clear. And then I was one of those fortunate few being to be in Ellis Park um, when Joel Stransky famously kicked that drop kick over. Nelson Mandela walked on that number six in New Jersey and I said, I want to do this. Having never done it before, I want to do this. I want to be a part of something that unites the nation, something that is inspirational, something that gives hope and something that tangibly impacts people's lives in a way that nothing else does. And that moment for me was the defining point because it made me realize I want to play rugby. Um, it made me go to King Edwards the following year, try it, start off in under 14 G side because I couldn't pass on my left hand. I couldn't do all the things, but it just, it, I was so now passionately filled to play this game. Um, and I think that moment made me want to continue doing it through the highs and the lows. It's an incredibly clear focus for a small child to get through that. Like you saw that and that's, you already knew you wanted that. To be honest, I was probably one of maybe 100 and 200,000 kids that also wanted to become a Springboks. So. Sure, but I mean, I wanted to go to WrestleMania. But, I mean, <laughs> like that didn't happen. It, it takes I mean, a very special kind of kid to be I, that focused. I was still keen to go to wrestlemania um ultimate warrior was an ultimate beast to be brutally honest um the undertaker still gives me nightmares but i think for me it was just seeing that moment i think the tangible physical presence of being in that moment of experiencing again i didn't grow up under probably but experiencing people not actually worrying about the color of their skin you know sitting on laps you know trying to speak my very basic afrikaans and just being in that moment seeing what it meant 
not only to the people in the stadium, we then got to celebrate, and the people in the streets, people that had never known her about rugby before, were celebrating this team that did something beautiful. And again, I think through the highs and the lows, um, the setbacks, um, the hurdles that I'd overcome, that moment always stood with me, that I want to do that. I want to be able mm. to do something that impacts people that will be long-standing, that will forever be in their memories. And yeah, like I said, it wasn't always an easy journey. There were a lot of ups and a lot of downs. Sure. But yeah, I think you, you look at that moment, and if it wasn't for 95... I probably might have become a BSc IT graduate at the Rand of Recons University like my wife thought I was going to be. <laughs> that wouldn't have been the same intro I would have given you for this podcast on that then. Well, come on, I could have been the next Elon Musk, but um, we, we won't go there. So in, in school, you obviously started out, you were a scrum off, right? Yeah, and I then the first time we probably would have seen you in the pro ranks would be in the outside center with the Lions. Well, it all depends what pro ranks is. I sort of had about four years of junior level rugby at the Lions, you know, playing scrum off and then Eugene Eloff actually at one point at I was un- going into my under 20 season I said listen he thinks I'm getting a bit too big for scrum off I got a bit of pace and things that could allude to being a good center so maybe I should try center I was like whoa dude you know like I'm still young I, I'm so I don't know if I was a really bad scrum off or he was literally just trying to convince me to be a good center and he made me do an expose on center play and he said okay well do this like five-page thing about center play and sort of choose someone you want to mold your type of center play around. And funny enough, I chose Brian with an I, O'Driscoll. And yeah, we've had quite a few laughs about it uh, over the last few years. And, and yeah, so went from playing scrum off to 13, went really well. You know, made my senior debut at 13 for the Lions. Got selected in the widened group of the Tri-Nations that we won in 2004. And then... Went on the end of year tour in 2004 as a center, but both Jean de Villiers and Brayton Paulson got injured at exactly the same time in a test match in which on which I was on the bench. And yeah, myself and Jacques Free went on on, at, on the wing. I was supposed to go on a center, and yeah, probably didn't look back after that. Would you say that was kind of the defining moment where you felt like, okay, so now everything's aligned. This is me get, having a chance to become the superstar that I want to be. I don't think it was about becoming the superstar that I want to become. I think it definitely was the most defining point of my career. And people ask me like, what's the best moment? You know, winning World Cups, winning trophies. But I think for me, that moment of getting the privilege and honor of representing my country, of coming off the bench, scoring a try with my first touch in international rugby against the world champions at the home of rugby, the only way it could have been bettered was if we actually won that game, we got absolutely pummeled. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, that moment in terms of Understanding that I had arrived, yes, I had all the hard work, sacrifice, dedication by myself, by my parents, by everyone else that got me to this point. But it made me say, I want to do this for as long as possible. And and yes, it was a dream start. It was a went on to score against Scotland, two tries the following week. But that moment, see, seeing the impact I could have, seeing the tangible difference that I now wanted to continue making in that Springbok jersey, and build a legacy that could last much longer than my rugby career was by far the most defining moment of my career. Well, you're touching on defining moments, but I mean, that to me sounds like was a great motivator for you. You know, you say you wanted mm. to play as long as you can and your career was long and decorated yeah. as we <laughs> opened up with. Was that a massive motivational fact about what you could do with your career? Mm. Because in order to be a rugby professional who plays 124 times for the Springboks, yeah. not only are you the best at what you can be, but you also mm. got to be up and ready for it. Yeah. I mean, there's very few guys ever went past that whole um, mm. century mark for the box. Yeah, they what, are. What was, what was like the biggest motivation there? Was it just to prolong the career? I think being that first time of actually experiencing the privilege and honor uh, of playing for your country, of doing something that you have dreamt about you know, for 12 years, 
was just so tangibly close to me that I said, I, I want to keep this for as long as possible. And I was sort of 21 years old when Jake pulled me in and being around the likes of Austria Runt, you know, who'd won the World Cup in 95, or John Smith, Brayton Forster, Percy Montgomery, like heroes of mine growing up and seeing their work ethic, seeing their values that they portrayed as a springbok, you know, made me say, I don't just want to be a part of this environment for one year or I don't want to be a flash in the pan type of guy. I want to do this 10, 50. I want to become the first player of color that gets 100 test matches, you know, set myself realistic goals, which I honestly be believed was possible. And, you know, when you fell down or when you didn't potentially go in the direction you were going, that you constantly revisited why you started playing, what were those goals when you initially started playing, and that then just reinvigorated the the passion, the the love, and making sure that as, even though the game is professional, that you continuously strive to set out those goals. You know, we Richie, Richie McCaw had this thing um, about being the greatest All Black. And I think for me, it was trying to be the best player that the Springbok has seen in the number 11 jersey. I didn't think it was going to start out in the number 11 jersey. I was hoping it would be 13, and I don't think I would have been around as long if it was in 13. But I think for me, that constant drive to leave a legacy, and you know, as professional athletes, you say, you know, it can only really look back at your career once you hung up your boots. And sure. I think for me, it was constantly about never thinking I'm, I have arrived, but constantly striving to do something that leaves a legacy that will transcend my rugby career well that ties nicely into our final question here is that you're now 36 which is still hugely young <laughs> in the real world but obviously you, you have hung out your boots now yeah. now you have taken so much from this game you've given so much back to the game itself but now you're looking to take it further with your own foundation which you set up yeah. and of course as an ambassador for laureus as well just but just in closing how important are these these aspects to kind of just follow on from yeah. what you have been talking about with your legacy and career? Yeah, well, firstly, Skulk Brits and Gio Aplin are showing us that you can still be playing rugby at 38 and winning World Cups. So um, I'm definitely not going to come out of retirement. But I think for me and the opening of the Laureus Academy in 2000, when Nelson Mandela you know, echoed those sentiments that sport has the power to change the world. And because I was physically a part of moments where sport changed my life and mm -hmm. impacted the house I, I lived in, the community I, I was involved in, the country I lived in, I fully understand the power that sport has to play. And as sporting role models, you're given an incredibly privileged life to do something you love, get paid extremely well to do that. And in so doing, trying to go back and make a difference and being a Loris ambassador for 12 years, getting inducted into the academy this year, you know, was a massive honor and privilege to allow sport to be a vehicle in which to make a tangible difference in kids lives around the world who are struggling i think for me with the brian banner foundation you know and being a loris academy member and various different humanitarian type of efforts being able to use that platform to make this world a better place is something that because of 95 because of that experience of sport truly uniting a country um it's hopefully something that i continue creating a legacy with and that will live you know long after you know i leave this this earth well, Brian, success seems to be your thing. So I have full faith in doing this and you doing this from here on in. If you want to see more about Brian Abanda, the person, Brian Abanda, the humanitarian, the social media, whoever he is, whatever he's about, matchkit.co forward slash Brian Habana. There you can find out more about the Brian Habana Foundation. Of course, you can get involved with it. You can donate to it and keep up with Brian's endless workflow. I mean, you are going to be a tireless 50-something, 60-something. I can see it already. Yeah, dad of the year, 2072 maybe. Um, but we will get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, it's a great. And obviously, you know, the platform that MatchKit does present us is allowing, you know, that consolidated presence where people can actually see what we're all about. Um, so an exciting venture. I think the team has done really well in putting something together that real, really can benefit athletes around the world. So go check it out. 
Cool, thank you so much. Are you an athlete looking to better commercialize your career? Visit matchkit.co forward slash register and see what this unique web builder can do for your sporting profile.